The following is a presentation of the WRBB Sports Podcast Network. It is time for the Brookline Baseball Club presented by WRBB Sports and the WRBB Sports Podcast Network. I am Colin Kapoor, joined by Peyton Doyle, who is joining me from sunny Florida because you know this is going to oh, be yeah. a YouTube video now so we, we got a couple it's multimedia this this production but this is WRBB's premiere and only baseball podcast Payne how you doing today you know I'm doing wonderful the weather is really nice out sunny no clouds to be seen and you know I just I like baseball this reminds me of a happier time where baseball can be played and will be played and thankfully uh Thankfully, the warm weather in Florida allows for Northeastern to play some baseball games. Yeah, Northeastern was in Florida for the Snowbird Baseball Classic. And when we last spoke, I was a great name. I I completely agree. When we last spoke, Northeastern, they were 2-2, and coming off a pretty solid 8-1 to win against Penn State University. But after that 2-2 and start, they dropped three, but then one on Sunday just a few days ago. So they had four games in three days, including a doubleheader on Saturday. And but they went one and three in those four games coming up against NC State in a, in just a bit, a couple of days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three game series. But Peyton, I mean, we saw Northeastern lose three one to the University of Minnesota. The doubleheader against Marshall in the Snowbird, they lost. They got blown out in the first game, and then just a backbreaker of a tenth inning loss uh, in the in the second game. Uh, what you see from Northeastern, um, and I mean, the offense it hasn't really been there for them. But what, what have you seen just overall um, from, from the Northeastern uh, team this year? Yeah, just from this weekend, I mean, we can say the pitching has done a lot better than they did last weekend against Monmouth and Penn State. You know, they have just three runs to Minnesota, who's a really solid team. Uh, Cam Sutler had to have a bounce-back start, six innings, two earned runs. You'd like to see that from your star pitcher. You know, he didn't have the best opening versus – uh, is Long Island University. That was their first game. And so he didn't have the best outing there, but uh, bounce back here against Minnesota, even though it was a surprise game, you know, like a late adage for them. It was supposed to be the Red Sox, but we all know that that's not possible currently. But really, yeah, we don't offense, have to get into that. Yeah, the offense just couldn't really get going in that one, which has been a big struggle so far. Just one run in that game. And what, the eighth or ninth inning? That's really not what you want to see. And then again, the first game against Marshall, they got killed. I mean, they flat out got destroyed and scored three runs, didn't do a whole lot on offense. As you said, that second game held Marshall to two runs for 10 innings. That's for nine innings, rather. They lost in the 10th. But you really just want some more offense from this team, which was so dominant last year hitting the ball. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely tough. I mean, scoring one run in that first game, coming off of a big win against Penn State. And then also, you know, just getting absolutely blown out in the first game of the Snowbird Classic. And then, you know, you really applauded this Northeastern team's fight in that second game. I mean, they just got blown out 13-3, to coming in the second leg of a doubleheader. And they it's tied. They were they tied the game in the eighth inning um, to make it 2-2. And then, you know, going to the 10th, they just uh, it was Dennis Collar and the command got away from him a little bit there. A wild pitch sealed the deal for the walk-off from Marshall. But that's the kind of thing you do like to see the resiliency of this team. And it is, of course, a stretch of a doubleheader coming off of a game the previous day. But we've seen this Northeastern team 
you know, they, they've swept doubleheaders. They, they've, they've swept four games in three days sets because of COVID last year. They, they've had, they had to do that a lot. So the resiliency, you know, you do like to see them coming back, not being able to close it out, but it's not great. But then of course the, the game after they do end up with a pretty solid win in their, in their next game. Um, after that one against Merrimack, which was good to see, you know, scoring 11 runs, getting that eight runs in, in the seventh. And, and, you know, the, the old adage in baseball is that an ace, an ace is what you, is what you want to, to stop a losing streak. And Wyatt Scotty is, is doing that for Northeastern at this point. He's 2-0, has an 0-7-3 ERA, had six and a third uh, with no earned runs, eight strikeouts. So I think Wyatt Scotty, we talked about the, the young core starting pitcher, Scotty has really, really shown up early in this season. Yeah, Scott, he's definitely been doing well. And then with their other younger guys, you know, you talked about how Carlin gave up that final, the game-winning run in the 10th inning of the other Marshall game. But he pitched a solid eighth and ninth. And uh, I like to see Glavin have faith in a freshman starter, even if he's been kept up and down so far. I mean, he let him go three innings in a tied game. That's that's huge, just showing faith in this team and in faith faith in your young staff because really they're going to have to rely on it going forward because you know a lot of the power on offense that they had just is gone i mean frankly they don't have it this year and they're going to have to find a little bit new ways to win after such a dominant season last year yeah we'll we'll get into you know the way this team's identity has changed and and has to change uh, when we break down their set against NC State, a team that is just diametrically different, right, when it comes to offense and, and pitching than this Northeastern team. But we'll, we'll get into that in just a minute. But, you know, Northeastern, in their in their first loss against Marshall on the first leg of the doubleheader, they, it was, I believe, 13-3. to three. And they had, you know, they were down 3 nothing on three unearned runs from Sebastian Keene. A couple errors. It was a Keene error and a Beckstein error. And we'll, we'll talk about Luke Beckstein in a second. He's having a very interesting t- start to the season for Northeastern. But uh, three unearned uh, pushed Keene out of the game. And then, you know, seven in the fourth for Marshall. And then seven in the uh, four in the seventh, I should say, for Marshall. And then, um, you know, a two-run homer by uh, by Mark D. But at that point, you were you were kind of out of it. So it, it, was, a, it, was, a tough, it was a tough game for Northeastern. You, you would like to see Sebastian Keene go longer. He's one of the guys that last season that had a lot of innings pitched. Uh, maybe not necessarily the best ERA on the staff, but someone who, who would eat innings for you. So only getting, only getting four innings out of him was tough. Yeah, Keen has had a tough start, but I mean, Mark has been playing very well. He after getting no at bats all last season, he's coming in. He's been a starter in four of these games here. I mean, he has five hits and sixteen at bats. That's really what you want for someone when you when you need someone to step up in place of those players who left, like Jerry Dupree. He already has two homers. I mean, solid start for him, like you said. But offensively, the rest of the team in that first Marshall game was not. Great. I mean, you had your top two guys in Casella and Vieira go over eight combined. Mike Sirota has stayed playing pretty solid. He had, we had just one hit. A lot of guys in the lineup didn't get any hits. You know, Spencer Smith over four with two strikeouts, three guys left on base. It's really just not working out offensively. And then Beckstein, as you said, he's a transfer from Kansas State. We knew he'd get more playing time because it's a smaller conference, but he's really struggling so far. You know, he had a bad error there. I don't think it's his first of the season. No, not his first error. He has, yeah, he had one. His first came in the first game against Long Island Sharks. He has three on the season. A fielding percentage of 
0.875 is not good for one of your infielders, especially from the hot corner as well. Yeah, where he, I mean, he plays the majority of his his games at third base, and, and I mean, especially for a transfer coming in, that's not something you want to see. But yeah, he's he's hitting 182 overall. I mean, he's done it. He is seven driven in though, so when he does hit the ball, he does drive and runs, but well, it, it comes few and far between. The important part of that is all is five of those came in the Merrimack game where he, he had a home run and Grand Slam. So, yeah, that will uh, that will definitely inflate do the, some good in, things for yeah. your RBIs. Yeah, not so far, not the best. Unfortunately, the the Grand Slam for Bextein came in the in the ninth inning of a game or in the seventh inning of the Scotty game where Scotty was pitching a gem and like, you know, you love to see those insurance runs. Sure. But you know, maybe, maybe in the game where it was tied or it was closer and yeah, you would want to see Bexine step up a little bit more, but you know, at least coming over, you know, getting a big grand slam, getting a couple of big RBI singles. But other than that, you know, fielding percentage has been, has been lackluster. And we've seen some error trouble from this Northeastern team last year, but it was the uh, defense was a strength. Mike Lavin talked about, and especially in double headers, the second leg of double headers, he he, he has praised his team's defense. But um, you know, we 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 do want to see you know Bexine. Maybe it's just getting settled back in a new team, new conference, all this. But um, you know, especially the batting average overall for Northeastern on base percentage overall is, is not where you want to be. Yeah, but another transfer who's doing very well is Jordy Allard. Um, he's a grad transfer from D three, I believe Franklin and Marshall. Uh, Babson. Franklin and Marshall, Sorry. yeah. Babson. Okay. Sorry, there's a, there is a another transfer. I know Devlin is Franklin Marshall. I think. Uh, I apologize is that Devlin? to. I believe so. Apologize to Jordy Allard, but he's right. pitching great at the bullpen so far. Um, seven innings over two games, giving up just one run, just exactly what we expected from him. And yeah, he's been solid, bridging the gap between those starters who really aren't making enough innings and the back of that back end of that bullpen who has been. I just really the, the bullpen has been the most solid part of this team so far. Yeah. You know, in, in a couple of the games for Northeast from the bullpen has, has fallen apart, you know, they, in the, in the Marshall game, uh, when they lost 13 to three, a game of four in the seventh, six in the ninth, obviously not what you want to see. A lot of that had to do with uh, Northeastern, you know, Nick Davis giving up four earned Jake, Jake giving up two earned, but four overall. Uh, yeah. So the back end, Davis like the, the very back end, so far. yeah, yeah, the very back end does offer some some issues. Not necessarily where like the closer, like Colleran had that one bad inning where he had the wild pitch error, all that stuff. But you know, in the in those middle guys, I mean, you're losing Brian Rodriguez, who is that guy you would look to in any situation in the game. Uh, you know, we saw Glavin turn him in safe situations, in long inning situations, and, and not having a guy like that, that versatility in the bullpen, that's tough for for Northeastern. They're, they're trying to find that guy. I think. Colleran pitching three innings or, or two plus innings in both of his appearances is, is I think Michael Evan trying to find someone like Brian Rodriguez uh, with Rodriguez out. But I mean, also, you know, you, you got Balboni in there. Who's, who's a solid pitcher. He, he closed out the game where Scotty uh, went six and a third with a couple of strikeouts. So, you know, you have these, these established names in this bullpen um, that, that you have, but then you have like some, some newer guys that, that need to get going and you're going to have Glavin put them in and just, you know, let them, let them, you know, take their lumps a little bit and, and just see how that goes. Yeah, Nick Davis is one of those guys. I mean, he has pitched less than five innings in his career for Northeastern. He's a redshirt junior now, and he's, I mean, he he is really not performing very well. And that first out against Monmouth when it was the 12-5 to loss, 
He didn't get a single out, gave up two runs. He had four runs over less than two innings against Marshall. I mean, right now his ERA is sitting at 32.4, which yeah, I'm pretty not sure is not a great mark if you're a pitcher. Yeah. You know, using, you know, I have very limited experience in baseball analytics, but I think 32-4 is, is, a, is not exactly the mark you want to be at. And then, I mean, Jake Quinlevin also uh, for – or James Quinlivan, I should say, also for Northeastern, has one appearance. He did not record an out, gave up three-yard runs. That's, you know, that's not like a, a sign of things to come, I don't think, for Quinlivan. He's been solid for Northeastern um, in his career, but I believe last year he, he was okay, at least. He, he wasn't, you know, a guy that you wouldn't have any trust in in a situation. So I think it just, you know, getting getting back in the swing of things this season, you know, they're, they're, they haven't been at home for any games, and we know this team has been – uh, last year we were incredible at home. So once they once they get back to sort of things on that end, I think I think we'll see some more stability. But you know, seeing Wyatt Scotty be your your best pitcher, but then Schlittler um, not doing as much as you would like to see, and Keane not doing as much as you would like to see, you know, it is a bit worrisome when when the identity of this team was building around their core of young starters. Yeah, you talk about Quinn Livin. That's he's been strange because he was I mean, he only pitched thirteen innings last year, but he had one point four ERA incredibly solid. I would have thought that Glavin would give him more of a chance to show what he can do this year. He's only pitched in one game. He hasn't recorded an out yet. Just yeah, strange. He's a, he's another one of those younger guys who would be helpful. And, you know, going towards North Carolina State, it's going to be the, the most difficult challenge, frankly, for this young staff so far this year. Yeah, I mean, NC State, probably one of the best teams in the country. I mean, you can look at the stats, highest batting average in the entire country with the 391 mark, and that's a three-game set uh, in consecutive days. So it's going to be a tough series. NC State's second in the country, once per game with just a 14, which is staggering. And, I mean, you look at their their run totals this season, it looks like Northeastern's last season, right? Uh, 24 runs in a game, 18 runs, 19 runs, 16 runs. That's something that you saw for Northeastern last year, something you haven't really seen this year. So NC State's going to prove to be a huge challenge. The uh, the biggest base bat on that NC State team is Tommy White, He's who has nine homers, which is it. almost double than the entire Northeastern team. 29 batted in, OPS over 2,000. Like, this guy is just a one-man wrecking crew. And for a Northeastern team that doesn't have that power, right, we, we, we talk about how their, their identity has kind of had to shift from a, a power-heavy team with guys like Dupree, Mongeri, those guys, to more of a of a shiftier team getting on base, stealing bases. They have 21 steals already on the season. So it, it's for Northeastern, you know, getting on base, stealing bases, getting those clutch hits and runners in scoring position. Um, they, they can't match these other teams in power. They just can't. I mean, Tommy White has almost double the amount of home runs that the entire Northeastern team has. So that's kind of all you need. Like, like this is not a power heavy team. So, you know, what, what I don't like is I don't like only 22 walks. I don't like an only 240 batting average. A 330 OBP clip is solid, but that's bolstered by 13 hit by pitches, which is the most in the entire conference. So that's not necessarily sustainable. You know, yeah, that's maybe. not, of all stats, that's not one that was telling for a, a future of success. Exactly. So you, you want to see this team walk more because they're they're stealing at an insane clip i mean 21 steals they had four steals in one seven inning game that was the scotty game where they won 11 to 1 so that's you know you just think about that ratio that's that's pretty good and you know their their k to walk ratio strike out to walk 61 to 22 which is not good so you know guys like spencer smith striking out two times in a game 
um, you know, th those are things you want to curb and, and just cut, try to work those at bats against a team like NC State, where they are they just mash baseballs like on the daily. Like you you can't go pound for pound with them in terms of power. So you have to beat them in in your own game. And so having having your pitchers wide, Scotty, Dennis Collar, and just you know try to try to limit them. I mean. I mean, a team that that has scored, you know, an average of 14 runs a game, like you're not going to be able to outpower or, or out hit them, right? So, the, the, it, it that honestly, I I could see them just getting swept in that series, but I, I don't I don't want to like sound like a downer, but like NC State, they they are the real deal right now. Yeah, they're one of the top teams in the country. But you know, going back to your idea of stolen bases and walks, you know, they were a fast team last year, anyways, at 120 stolen bases as a team on the season. They didn't walk a whole lot most of it was like a fear of jerry dupree or scott holzwasser so those guys were walked up a ton i'm getting a call currently sorry um my headphones are connected to my phone and my computer but yeah they're they're stealing bases a lot already it's just they're not i mean they're straight out to walk ratio blasting with runners and score position yeah that is for sure um 61 to 22 is not it's not where you want to be. You know, a 330 team on base percentages, that's, uh, I think that's seven, 60 or 70 points lower than it was last year. Obviously, yeah. they've had a tough start to the year. It's cold out. You know, people are getting used to playing baseball again, but a tough start. And yeah, NC State is definitely no joke. And the issue is they need their whole team to start playing better. You know, it's going yeah. to be a huge challenge for the pitchers, which have really outperformed their offense thus far it just be a tough challenge and but then they do have their first home game on the 8th which is next tuesday yes next tuesday um, 3 p.m yeah. at at the uh, freeman diamond at our in at, our uh, namesake at, brookline massachusetts yeah parsons Field. So that's, down there. that's exciting uh yeah they're playing umass in a one game sadly yeah just one game yeah. against umass amherst um yeah 3 p.m first pitch and then after that, they they play Clemson. So this is a tough, it's going to be a tough two weeks, week and a half here for Northeastern. But if they can turn things around, I think they should be, feel, they should feel confident themselves going into some more home games uh, as March gets yeah. going. Obviously, you know, conference play doesn't start for a long time. You know, their next, yeah. their first CAA game is March 25th. So I think looking for the next week, at least, you know, just, I think, I think you're you're if you're if you're this northeastern team, you're not thinking you're a team that is as strong as NC State. So I think it's just a kind of a litmus test to see if you can if you can hang in with that team. I mean, we, we talk about NC State as one of the best teams in the country. I don't think anyone thinks Northeastern is one of the best teams in the country. You know, maybe maybe the conference. You know, you can have an argument um, for for conference play, sure, but in, in the entire country with with teams like NC State, Tennessee, so. Um, I think it's kind of a litmus test for them to see if they can hang in there with top teams and, and, you know, the, the top teams in, in this conference are really good. JMU is great. William and Mary is great. So, you know, if you can hang in with a team like NC state, you can do well in your own conference. Yeah. And really these, I mean, your record and, in, in Harvard's play, it, it matters to Northeastern a bit because they might be strong enough to get a tournament bid on their own if they don't win the CIA, but Really, it is all about working up to those conference games. And like you said, we're three weeks away um, until they have to go down to Charleston for that first series. And so I think there's – Glavin knows that just kind of like what he has to work out with his team. 
And I trust, I, I trust in the coaching staff. I trust in like the young players who are all very young as well to you know, just get things going as they're all really working their way through basically their first full season or second full season for a lot of these guys. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, especially considering uh, Northeastern hasn't played a home game yet. They've been on the road there in Florida this past week. So it is, it is understandable that, that they, they got off to a bit of a sluggish start, but what you don't like to see. And I think what we're going to see at least is, is this team establishing their identity more. I think it's, cl- it's probably clear to the coaching staff that they can't, they can't outmuscle a lot of teams in the conference, in the country. So they have to play their own game. You know, you think of the Royals and the, in the MLB team, uh, team with, with Merrifield, Alberto Mondesi, like really, really quick guys, Nikki Lopez, like, like that's, that's how I think Northeastern needs to play. They need to play quick. They need to play fast they need to play shifty. And I think once they establish that, and then along with, you know, their pitching staff getting into rhythm, you know, wide Scotty keep doing his thing. You get Sebastian Keen going a little bit more than Dennis Collar in the back end of the bullpen. I think James Quinlan can give him some more innings. Um, like, like we were talking about, I think, I think we'll, we'll start to see this team establish an identity that's different than what it was last year, but it should still be very effective. Yeah, it should be effective. And we're not really, we're not going to have the RBB broadcast coverage of these games there um but we will have rain coverage for them going forward uh we are a bit caught up with the other sports so far but i think everyone should definitely stay tuned to that if you care about northeastern sports or just quality coverage as a whole i think that just about wraps it up for us here at the brookline baseball club um colin yeah, would you like um, to you want to handle the outro i got i I got a few statements to say. Yeah, first of all, Peyton wrote an article about Claudia Soriano. It's very good. And I don't like basketball. Article is amazing. So if you're listening, go read it. It's on Twitter or WRBB, whatever. That's um, not like basketball. That's correct. Yeah, but it's, it's a fantastic article. Uh, other things, you know, we, we're not going to be broadcasting the first home game on March 8th, but we should be back maybe a week or maybe a couple weeks after that for the rest of the season, especially at home. Um, at least the first North- Boston College game at home, which is the 19th or 18th, I think. I should okay. We should have coverage. We have Holy that. Cross at home on the 19th, and then Mary Mac at home on the 16th. So around yeah. that, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, there's we got hockey coverage coming up this weekend, so you know, stay tuned uh, for you know, look at our our Twitter at WRBB Sports. Um, you know, Peyton and I both go to Northeastern. Peyton is in sunny Florida right now, but he does go to Northeastern. If you see us around on the streets, say hi, True. take a picture with you guys, sign a few autographs. Fame has still not gotten to my head. Uh, other than all. that, though, yeah, no, of course not. Um, you know, this has been a presentation of the WRBB Sports Podcast Network. Listen to our other podcasts. We got Raise the Banner, Hockey East This Week, Dog Pound Sports Sound, The Bean Pod. I'm, a, I'm on The Bean Pod. It's, it's good. So listen to that. Husky Hoops as well, which uh, Peyton is on. You want to, you wanna like, Husky say something Hoops. about that? Like, Shout out cool. Husky Hoops. We're having a, an extra special double episode week this week. So everyone stay tuned in for more Husky Hoops. There we go. We also got a YouTube channel. Uh, WRBB Sports on YouTube, I'm assuming. This is going to be on YouTube, so you'll be able to see our beautiful faces on there. Um, it'll be fun. But other than that, I think that's all we have from the Brookline Baseball Club. Joined by Peyton Doyle. I was Colin Kapoor. Thank you all for listening, watching. Follow us on social media. Peyton is at whatever his Twitter handle is. I am at kmeister68. Uh, follow us there and see you all next time. Thank you for listening to the Brookline Baseball Club. Ow!